0: I just love that, one, they're all swimming and they feel powerful just like, and would have felt more powerful still except for one terrible reality. There should have been six of us and now only four sharks swam out into the Lyran ocean. Yes. And carrying on that point, Cassie's just like, I wish Rachel and Tobias were seeing this. Yes. Because as Izzy said, it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Clearly, um, K.A. had some fun writing this, like yes. the oceans of Lyra.
1: Yes. Oceans are cool. The water was perfectly, utterly clear. We were swimming in water that was 40 feet deep, and we could see every detail on the ocean floor. And what detail? Huge, billowing creatures like white and yellow sails, triangular with biological propellers at each corner. Brilliant electric blue worms or snakes, each 70 feet long, swimming in wild schools. A bizarre creature that rose and fell through the water by blowing air into a bladder so thin it was almost transparent. A wonderful sort of fish in the shape of a screw that rotated its way through the water. And these creatures weren't scattered here and there, but everywhere. The Lyrin Ocean was a madhouse of life forms.
2: I
0: will so say, those, those last two do just sound like jellyfish species I have seen. The, yes, yes, they do.
2: <laughs> just a little bit. Also, what are the odds that the Lyrin Ocean is also like ours? <laughs> like salt, a saltwater ocean that is just full of oxygen?
1: I mean, they could breathe on the surface, so oxygen will dissolve into the water somehow. Yeah, I'm just still,
2: like, I know that this is probably just a part on, like, K.A. Like, they were just like, we don't want to have to think about that and dealing with that. Mm -hmm. But also, (laughs) it's cool to
1: think about. (laughs) Because, like, now I'm just like, what are the fucking odds? Yeah. And I think the big difference here between what we've seen of Earth's ocean and this is that the water is clear. The water is perfectly clear. You can see everything. The waters on Earth are filled with life. I don't think Axe ever saw a coral reef because of whatever climate they're in. Um, And, like, the oceans are full of microscopic life. Yes. Um, So there's definitely less microscopic life there. Right. Because it's not there to cloud the water.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And there's this detail about how there are these uh, chimneys of uh, rock and salt, like, releasing electrical discharge Mm -hmm. and warmth. And Cassie's, like... Uh just like this is incredible. Marine biologists could be here for hundreds of years just with this small area. Uh mm-hmm. Axe observes that the creatures are feeding off the geothermal energy and electrical charge and how it may be an environment without predators, mm-hmm. which goes to think about why stuff can grow big. So, um mm-hmm. and uh but Marco brings in reality, check. If yeah. It has predators predators, the yurks are here and we're here for now. Until suddenly we go, poof, like Rachel and Tobias. Um, and it's normally, it's interesting to see that it's Marco doing the reality check when he's normally the one keeping things light. Mm-hmm. But it's like he's bringing everybody back on task.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Too light back down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, they encounter some Lirans uh, who unfortunately uh, turn out to be controllers. And attack the, the them with spears.
2: The description of the is just so much.
0: <laughs> you ever just want to just meet an octopus weird. frog? Yeah, you ever just want to meet an octopus frog that can read your mind? I do kind of want to meet an octopus frog that can talk to me slightly. Same? These guys seem really cool, minus the ones who've been yurked. Yeah. And even then, well, we'll give props to the Lyrans, but they, they attack them with these spears mm-hmm. that um, are not. They can do some damage, but they're also not. These spears that weren't designed by the Lurians because they don't have sharks natively here. So, funnily enough, the animorphs are just like, "Hey, you know, uh, we're fine we're fighting." Um, we have this moment, this observation from Marco about how it's a great war—you can't tell who's on what side. Just like, mm, "Okay," um, and then references <laughs> Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And I just, mean, he's correct. Uh, my point. I just wish he wouldn't say it. Yeah, he's right, but that doesn't mean he should say it. <laughs> um, and then, um, they're just like they're gonna fight. Um, maybe around here those spears are deadly because one of the luring controls. This is supposed to be a deadly spear. Why is it not working? Um, which is just Because we're sharks, bitch. Yeah, and Marco's just like, do you think it's true what they say about frogs and how they taste like chicken? Mm-hmm. God, uh, yeah, they good. fight.
1: Uh, it is a bit desperate. Uh. But then, uh, one of the Lyrans actually breaks through his yerk, or its yerk, and, uh, gets a message out to Axe telepathically, uh, where basically, uh, uh Axe realizes, oh, we need to bite off the back of their heads, the large lobe at the back, and it will, uh, get rid of the yerk. Uh, I do appreciate those are
2: like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs>
0: and <laughs> and it's just like, like no. Uh... Yeah. If like
2: that's going to kill them, and then the Lyrin's like, no,
0: it will free us. Mm-hmm. But it's great, because I like the notion that because of the way the Lyrin brains work, the, the yaks have gotten all cozy in this real low, but it's just like nice easy pit to get sliced mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And the Lyrin explains to Cassie, who's just like, oh, but you'll need help. He's just like, no, we'll be fine. We can regenerate. It's just going to take some time and we'll be tired. But there are nearby caves where we can rest and be safe. Thank you. Thank you. And I really like, and it's just something that the, the Lyrans—it's not like normal thoughts speak. It's deeper images and ideas can come through, and they clearly yeah. understand Cassie's distress at hurting mm-hmm. them, and mm-hmm. they're like, "No, we'll be okay. We can recover." I love the Lyrans. <laughs> Let me the be Lirons clear. the same. Yeah. Um, I
2: want to be their friend.
0: Um, it's just like uh, it's going to be difficult, and Jake's like, "We need to get to the city." Which way is it? It's just like, it's going to be difficult. The Yerks have captured many of us, forced us to be controllers, as many like us. Um, you're powerful, but if a Lyran controller gets, figures what you're out, your secret's discovered. Uh, Jake wonders what they do. It acts is like, "More the Lyrins. And the Lyrin's like, yes, fantastic idea. <laughs> Cassie's <laughs> like, no. But yeah, Like he's like, yes, take our water jets and you'll be safe from psychic probing. And Cassie's like, we don't like to. She's like, yes, you don't like to morph sentient creatures. You respect our freedom. But we offer you this freely. We have read what is in the mind of Aximalai, the Andalite. We know what he suspects. And we know that even among the Andalites, there are traitors. So friends, carry our DNA and help us free our people from the yurks. Which is like, one, best thing you could say to Cassie. Two, I just fucking love the lyrics. Okay? Yep. Danielle, can they're we meet really a Lyrin? In, uh, in Dumb Kids. Can we meet Lyrens, please? <laughs> yeah, thanks.
2: I think if Lyrins show up in Dumb Kids, that's gonna be
0: bad. Probably. But you know, none of us are going to therapy, so maybe having a psychic frog octopus around to help us with our shit would be beneficial.
1: Oh. Anyway. <laughs> they all demorph. Uh they're treading the water come up too. <laughs> uh, and they, they acquire the Lyrens. God,
0: this line um, is so
1: good. And, yeah, the line is really good. The Liren says, Where sky meets sea, Andalite, human, and Liren are joined as allies, each with our weaknesses, each with our strengths. It moved me somehow, as ludicrous as it might have looked to an outsider. Humans and an Andalite wallowing clumsily beside big yellow, quote-unquote, psychic frogs, as Marco called them. Three species on a world conquered by the Yerks. We probably would have seemed pathetic to any Yerk who happened to see us. A fellow Andalite told me we were weak because we were we are not united. We do not speak with one voice, I said, but this union does not feel weak. Free people who get together to defend freedom are never weak. It was Marco who said that. Maybe you can see why, despite all their strangeness, I like humans, and I was starting to like Liren's.
2: This whole bit, like, mm-hmm. I, when I read it the first time, because I read it last night, mm-hmm. uh, and even now, it's, like, I've got, like, goosebumps. Mm-hmm. A little bit. It's so good. I react to stuff like this really easily. This is where, like, my being autistic is, like, almost a problem for me. I react to spoken word and, and music in a way that just causes me to start, like, very aggressively stimming.
0: Yeah, I I was um. reading a thing on Goosebumps actually the other day, and how not everybody gets them in response to like music and stuff. And I was like, that Which doesn't happen wild. to everybody. Like that happens. Doesn't to make, it doesn't frequently. make sense. But it's it, it doesn't make sense that people don't react. but some people it's it's genetically hardwired. Some people, and I suppose it makes sense when you start thinking about like how certain people react to ASMR as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Like, and I can't have people whispering near my ears. It feels bad. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. Yeah, interesting like miss you. but yeah anyway we're getting off topic but yeah i'm, I'm right there with you that's some yeah. that's some good shit yeah i i really like
1: this because i think it's exactly what axe needed to hear here
0: yes mm-hmm.
1: it and the lyren probably yeah and the lyren probably knew that mm-hmm uh so they all morph Lirin, and it's really fucking weird
0: because they're I- psychic they can read each other's thoughts i fucking love this because one the lack of judgment of what they're hearing from each other but just like the insight into all of the characters here in Mm -hmm. just a moment Mm -hmm. um i could see so clearly that marco was hoping for some news of his mother vissel one he wondered if she was here on Lyra, if she had survived our last encounter I could see and feel Prince Jake's crushing weight of responsibility, the way he kept running things through in his mind over and over again, trying to figure out what had happened to Tobias and Rachel, desperate to find a way to protect the rest of us. And I could feel Cassie's mind as she cried for Rachel and Tobias, as she wondered whether we were doing the right thing, as she dealt with the after effects of the violence we just endured. And we uh, have from... uh, to say what he, he has, his own of what they're getting from him as mm. well, I think. I'm trying to, I, I skimmed. Oh, yeah, I, I could feel enough of their secrets to be embarrassed for them, and of course for myself, because my own secrets, my vain little ideas, my pretensions were all open to them as well. Mm. And I, the fact that Marco goes, Well, clearly uncomfortable. I would just like you all to know that whatever thoughts of mine you're reading are totally made up, they aren't real. Same here, Prince Drake said quickly, absolutely. Hey, Kessie, they're just morphs to us, right? Lots of times we have trouble controlling the brain and the morph, but we usually handle it. So maybe, maybe since these are just morphs to us, maybe we can turn off the psychic thing? Marco said, <laughs> clutching at the idea. Then one by one, I felt their minds close to me and I closed my own. It seemed suddenly very lonely as we grabbed the water jets and rode away through the brilliantly alive sea. Suddenly very lonely. But I guess each species feels more, most comfortable when they are just themselves, and for humans and androids, secrets and lies and the loneliness of privacy are natural.
2: I I really wish that that wasn't a true statement. Like I don't think it is natural. I think that it is a learned thing. But at the same time, it's like I wish that it wasn't true that like humans as a species don't feel comfortable enough expressing the truth of themselves to other people
0: the modifying ordeal of being known mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and like i i also i don't think that it's just because this is a morph that they're able to close off their minds i think that's a thing that the lyrans can do yeah and they just don't mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well it makes sense because if it's something that's just like running generally it's a sense that they mm-hmm. have yeah and like anything like eh, it's just it's there you can ignore it Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I fucking love the Lyrans. I really That's do. They're so good. I also, and this is something, this is a Jade thing. Uh, as somebody that experiences hyper-empathy, um, which <laughs> is exhausting sometimes, but I uh-huh. love... Narrative. This is part of why, for all of its problems, I loved Sensate so much. Mm-hmm. The idea of being connected to somebody psychically to bypass the need for words mm-hmm. and just be able to be understood. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I struggle so much to articulate what I'm thinking, especially what I'm feeling. And the idea of just being able to be and have somebody know me without having to jump that hurdle feels like a fucking dream
2: yeah that's that's definitely something that i wish i could do yeah, because i so, also yeah. struggle yeah like to just opt into to just be like hey i cannot verbalize what i'm feeling right now here is what i'm feeling
1: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't verbalize the thing i want to say i can't find the words here is the 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 idea of it,
0: mm-hmm. is it uh, which is i guess it, is also similar to thought speakers yeah but it's also what's that is it elixithemia not being able to understand what you're feeling the emotion that mm-hmm. you're feeling yes yeah. mm-hmm. i'm probably pronouncing it wrong but there's definitely an a and an l and an i and an x and a y in there
2: mm-hmm.
0: but uh yeah um so, but yeah there's something inherently like that marco is the most uncomfortable like Mm-hmm. I like that Marco's like, I can't have you people know what I'm thinking because mm-hmm. I don't like the thoughts I have to have. Mm-hmm. And Jake, yeah. this ever similar way. Cassie is vulnerable, but her I like that hers is not a, a denying or necessarily an issue with the others hearing, but it's just more like trying to pacify and make everybody stop freaking out. But like Marco and Jake, because they yeah. know the kind of thoughts they have and the decisions they make... Do not want other people witnessing that because they don't like yeah. it in themselves. They've both talked about it when we're in their point of view. It's just mm-hmm. like the whole point of me having these thoughts so you don't have to is that I'm having them and you don't have to. So I don't want you to have to hear it.
1: Mm. You ever just have feelings about Benny LaFontaine? All mm-hmm. the f- every fucking day of my life, Danielle.
0: <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'm going to just cry when I meet Richard in person. I'm just going to be like, you did this to me.
2: And um, the thing is, is like, Benny LaFontaine is not a one-off. No. No. This is every fucking character. In some way, mm-hmm.
0: Richard makes them sad. Richard is very good at TTRPGs. Yeah, and yes. yes. And I need to fight him about it. Um, so, but yes. Let's yeah. get back to the plot of this book. They
1: all swim. To the city, no one challenges them because they're able to keep far enough away. Uh, and uh, as they enter the city, a few of the friendly lirans go ahead to report what they're hearing off of these uh, kids um, and alert the Andalites to their presence. Uh, they come in out of the water into the city and demorph and are escorted by
0: Andalite warriors to. I like Commander- the like. We know who you are. The lyrics have told us who you are. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. And that they're, they're expected. They're expected. And Marco's just like, so humility is just not something you Andalites do, is it? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh, my son. Yes.
1: And so they take him in to meet Gallowit. And uh, as they come in, Gallowit's not waiting. He's rushing forward to meet them. Uh and he, he's just like,
0: yes, yes, give me your report. Yes, yeah, so like, oh, like Look, this. I know. I'm really high clearance. I know about you. I know about your brother. Very disappointed in Elf Angle. Um, <laughs> although by the galaxy, your brother could fight. I don't know how you came here to be there. It's a stroke of luck. We need you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Axe is just like, sir, may I introduce this human named Jake? I said I need you. Now stand to attention. Listen to my, sir, this is Jake, my prince. And that stops going, And he's just like, bleh? And all okay. the guards are just like staring at Jake, like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then they're staring at Axe, and then they're staring at the others, like do you two aliens know what's going on? Because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, and Axe is just like every warrior must have a prince to follow, and the prince must obey the pe- princes must obey the people. And Gallois just like looked like he's considering using his tail. It's just like just so no one is a law unto themselves. We each must serve, and Galloway accepts this. They This alien's just like, okay, Prince Jake, I have need of you to save this planet. Will I will you. And Jake's just like, yes. You say yes without knowing what I'm asking. Will it save the Lyrans? Will it keep them free? And most of all, will it hurt the Yerks? Yes to all three, especially the last. If we save Lyra, it may turn the tide of the war against the Yerks. Then we'll do it. Galwit seemed surprised, maybe even impressed. In private thought speak, he said to me, I have known worse princes than this one. <laughs> <laughs> just, like I, I just love the notion of this old grizzled war vet just like this prince got spunk I like him <laughs> he just
2: accepts it so quickly and easily he's just like you know what sure the we're in is, a situation he yep, doesn't have a fine. frame
0: of reference that Jake is a child mm-hmm. either yeah. but also just like uh, to come back to the thing just like Axe has given him the script he's just like this is a prince this is my prince he's a mm-hmm. commander
1: Mm-hmm. And just shows the it, mm-hmm. weight
0: of what that terminology means. And I think Jake has already gotten it. Yeah. Which is why that conversation with Axe earlier was so important. But mm-hmm. it's really cool to see a, a, a high up Andalite look at this situation. And go, Oh, okay. That's how, that's how, that's what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. I can work with that. We're
1: going to roll with it. <laughs> and it really speaks to uh, Galwit's strength as a commander mm. that he's not, looking a gift horse in the mouth um yeah
2: he's just like this is this is actually like a really good thing yep uh i am not gonna let this wild card that is just dropped into my lap like
1: not do what they need to do yeah mm-hmm. like if if <laughs> if this arts need me needs me to call this human prince i'll call him a prince i'll fucking do a tap dance i don't care <laughs> yeah but they're just better at doing this than we are and we need them to do
0: the thing. Yep. Um but yeah, so we get it laid out that um it was go- oh, yes, it was a trap for the Yürks. That um that the, so they set a, a bunch of quantum bombs around the continent because the Lyrans don't need the land. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to just blow it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Except that there's a problem with setting off the bombs, that the forces were overrun too quickly and the main switch was never armed. Um Ax- Explains that the Askelin was never in the fight about Samolin being a traitor and that the, uh, the Haralyn made the decision to uh, blow the ship.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it, they couldn't be picked up. Um, and Marco, and I like that Marco asks, why are we the ones that are doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, we don't have any adlites here. None have got as many morphs as you do. -hmm. Oh, and then we have it laid out clearly. All Antelite warriors are morph capable, but fewer acquire morphs or use them. Mostly used, done by people of intelligence. Um, But you four may be able to penetrate the Yurk forces. And then suddenly he looks confused because now Marco has gone.
1: Yeah. Uh, To his credit, Galloway immediately summons all the science officers and he's like, explain.
0: Yeah. And Cassie's like, super angry. Yes, uh, her eyes are blazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, Axe is like worried for his, fr- sorry for his friends, but it's also just like, if we're we're all going to disappear, mm-hmm. and this is bad. But we we need to do this thing. And yep. ugh, it's good. But yep, the uh, the scientists are like they get cross examined by the scientists in between questions from the scientist. Galloway and the counterintelligence officer are telling them stuff uh and they're just like how long were you in zero space and they're just like so much information crosswell like wants to know about captain samelin mm-hmm. and all that but at the end after an hour he's just like enough he was a trader. we got to accept this you've asked the same questions these 50 times give me a hypothesis uh i don't just, have enough information yeah <laughs> i don't have enough data um and then we get some good uh zero uh, we get some good sci-fi babble about a residual oh, flux field
2: Bullshit. Yeah. and
0: just like, my best guess is that what's happened is sort of elastic effect. They were stretched through zero space and back into normal space, but a small amount of their mass is still back on earth. It may be acting like an anchor. We're on some big zero space rubber band, Prince Jake's asked. It's been stretching all this time and now it's starting to snap back. Yes, the science officer said after I explained what a rubber band was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it Uh, says like the effect is accelerating. Like your friends, you're going to disappear. And, uh, Gallow, it's like, okay, under those circumstances, I can't ask you to carry out this mission. And Jake is the one that goes, under these circumstances, it doesn't look like we have anything to lose. Mm-hmm. So they get briefed. Um, and, like, Cassie's still asking questions about the life forms that they're going to encounter, which, like, uh, Axe observes. Again, without judgment, it's just like, this is just who Cassie is. Mm-hmm. Um, they all take a deep breath. Um, if they get the information. What was that thing? Just bad travel. Un- they've either got a tunnel through rock or travel underwater, and they're just like, ugh, it's never yeah. fun. Yeah, it's basically like this big
1: underwater tunnel that they have to uh, swim through, and then there's a cave that's inhabited by the species of ec- echolocating snakes. Um, but which is just, I love that. <laughs> but once you get past it, uh, you're safe, uh, unless the yerks have already found it. <laughs> Jake makes a joke. Is mm-hmm. it too late for us to change our minds?" Prince Jake said. Galloway looked alarmed. "It is humor," I said quickly. "Human humor often consists of pretending to wish something one does not really wish." "What makes you so sure I don't mean it?" Prince Jake muttered. "More humor," <laughs> I explained to Galloway.
2: <laughs> like just very quickly like this is still humor. I'm I'm so sorry.
1: Yep, yep. Uh but they get on with it. Um they get into the water. Uh they Uh, Morph Hammerhead, um, and start to swim. Two Lirans catch them. Uh, They are close enough to read their minds, and uh, the Animorphs uh, know that they have done so because they turn and run! Um, And (laughs) so they fight them. Uh, And it doesn't really work, because the Lirans are able to get out the idea of the the continent is rigged to explode and there's a central switch bright hole uh and then axe uh destroys the the lobe that contains the yerk uh the lyrans uh get out and go away um and the and the anamorphs continue on um the, the free Lyran now says, the Yerks know your mission, hurry. Uh, so if there wasn't enough of a time crunch with them all being threatened to disappear at any moment, now they have this. Uh, Axe theorizes that uh, uh, they, you know, the Yerks have sensors that will be able to map out the subservice caverns very, very fast. But how long will it take them to find the right bright hole? Who knows? Uh, gotta go fast. Uh, You gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. Uh, They get into the cave um, and uh, get out into the place where the echolocating snakes are. Um, Cassie disappears. Uh, Prince Jake uh, is like, all right, well, we gotta keep going. Uh, He sounded like I felt.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like he couldn't breathe, like he couldn't stop his heart from pounding. It was too much.
0: And uh, we have this moment, just like, Jake on task. And it's just like, you know, X. it's just the two of us now. We could probably drop the whole Prince thing. He paused and added, you could just call me the Jake formerly known as Prince. Which is <laughs> an incredible joke, let me be clear. It
2: it's like, such a good it, fucking is joke. Is that a bit
0: of humor? Yeah, a joke. Not much of one, but Marco isn't here, so I figure. Mm-hmm. At that point, he made the transition to mostly human and lost his thought speakability. But I'm just like, oh, I'm sad. Mm-hmm. Doing him best, yep. yeah. It's, they, the way they fall on tweet, they're having to fill in the roles of the others. Mm-hmm. And but the fact that Jake actually verbalizes it is that's what he's doing, mm-hmm. it hurts it's me. It's sad, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, they
1: both morph bat and they fly through the echolocating snakes. It is. Very hairy because the echolocations from those snakes is making their echolocation as bats very difficult. Um, and, uh, but they like get this. Through. like Yeah,
0: go it's it. like, what do we do? As Rachel would say if she was here, we go for it. And it's again, mm-hmm. it's that constant referencing of the others.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, they get out, or Axe gets out into the bright hole. Uh, Jake is not there because he has disappeared. Uh, Axe demorphs um, and sees the uh, explosive in the middle of this really cool, like, bioluminescent cave. Hole in the ground, Um, essentially. And, uh, but as he's getting close to it, the Yurks blow a hole in the, uh, like, cave roof, essentially. Um, and hork warriors start to fall down into the cave with Axe. Um, there is a very tense moment of Axe rushing to the explosive and typing in the code and worrying if he remembered the code correctly. Um, but the system arms. Very- God, on the edge of your seat yeah. moment. Uh, and he, Galloit had previously said that once they arm the system that he would give the anamorphs 20 or half an hour to get out after arming the system. Um, but it's too long, and so he acts, talks into the communicator on the cylinder, blow it now. Uh, <laughs> blow all of the irks off of this planet. Uh, and the uh, person on the other end of the line apparently does that, because the computer in the explosive starts to count down from 10. Uh... There is uh, some back and forth with the Hork-Bajir that is uh, right in front of Axe. The Hork-Bajir squeezes the Drakenbeam point-blank range, five feet from Axe's face.
0: Uh, And then, pop! He's no longer there. I like that he sees the Drakenbeam stop. Mm Mm-hmm. It's such a good visual. Yep.
1: Uh, and then he's back on Secret Service Guy as a mosquito. Uh, and weirdly, they are all back on the dude at the exact same time, even though they were snapped back at different times. Time and space is weird. Uh, Whee! <laughs> the dude apparently wakes up and starts slapping at the mosquitoes, even though that's not how comas work, but fine. Uh I smell elemist fuckery afoot. Maybe. Uh, but the controllers in the room just kind of like book it because the police are coming because of the gunfire when they were shooting at Axe. And also, uh, this dude is waking up and they don't know what to do, so they just book it. Uh, mm-hmm. and then, uh, they all, as mosquitoes, just also leave. They're like, you know what?
0: Fuck
1: no, it. we're, we're done. <laughs> They roll disengagement.
0: I'm I'm really just, the notion has just struck me that Secret Service guy is just Stan Smith from American Dad. And now that's the voice. (laughs) And it's just. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Because he's just, yeah, but he's just like, of course, I'm conscious nurse. Are you aware this room is full of mosquitoes? Um, But yeah. And then we cut to the guys just like, okay, they're at the mall at the food court and like it's just like up into the sun yeah we can't we get zapped back here through zero squares, one by one at different times just like i like i appreciate that in hand with uh hand wavy business mm-hmm. and um exactly rachel uh yank and he's just like we're all yanked away at the same moment echoing which i think she said no he's hmm. using the word yank. yanked is a strange word yank yanked Yeah, Mike said, that's what's strange, the word yanked. Us turning into mosquitoes to suck some guy's blood so we can morph into him and instead ending up in the middle of some water control psychic yellow frogs and, oh, by the way, blowing up a small continent full of yurks, saving an entire species, then getting back here to find out Coma Man wakes up from a mosquito bite delivered by a morphed alien slash deer slash scorpion slash four-eyed centaur. That's all totally normal. That's just an average day. Dear diary, another boring average day till someone said yanked. I recognised his tone. Sarcasm. It is a form of humour. So I laughed using mouth sounds. Ha. Ha-ha. Ha. 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 I considered, then added. Ha. (laughs) Prince Jake, Cassie, Marco, Rachel and Tobias in his own human morph all stared at me. What was that? Rachel demanded. I laughed. Don't. Don't do that, Axe. Prince (laughs) Jake said. It is. It's disturbing somehow. Yes, Prince Jake. Don't call me Prince. I will call you the Jake formerly known as Prince. <laughs> Mark I made a horrified face. Oh, no. Now he's making jokes. Bad, bad jokes. Actually, that was my joke. <laughs> Prince Jake said stiffly. oh, fine. I get it. You can't laugh at any of my jokes. Okay, great. I don't even care. Which is just, I love when the kids are like teenagers. It's just like <laughs> I was an Andalite, all alone, far, far from home, far from my own people, Except that sometimes your own people are not just the ones who look like you. Sometimes the people who are your own can be very different from you. Can we eat cinnamon buns now? I asked, hopefully. Buns. Buns. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's where we end. Yep. I,
2: was, I, I love my son. I would die for him. He deserves all the cinnamon buns he wants, except not really because he'll make himself sick. <laughs> I wish that he hadn't grown up on horrible military propaganda and got to just exist and be a person and not slowly develop the dissociative numbness that comes with like being exposed to war trauma over and over. There's a giant ant in my room. What the fuck? <laughs> Where did you come from? <laughs> I think this is one of
1: those like ant spiders. Whatever. It's fine. Anyway, I love my son. <laughs> yep. I really like this sentiment at the end. That kind of sums up everything because it really, it speaks to that found family idea. And I think that's really a very important thing to have in a children's book.
0: Absolutely. Sorry.
1: Just that uh, sometimes your own people are not the ones who look like you. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're not your blood family. They're these other people that you choose to stay with who take care of you and care about you
0: god found family is so it's very i'm thinking about that whole misremembered quote about blood being thicker than water and that Mm -hmm. it's like the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb Mm -hmm. just like the family we choose yep Mm -hmm. big old queer fields up in here Mm -hmm. i don't know why kermit the frog stepped in in front of my microphone (laughs) to make that proclamation but you know that just made me think like my mom is really big on that like found family is very important
2: Yet she is the one who is like, don't tell your grandmother you're trans. Mm. Mm. Okay, well, then she's not going to be my grandma anymore if she's going to react like that. Mm-hmm. Like, mom, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I do, to a degree, give a shit because she is my grandmother. But also. But also. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway. Anyway. So. We do have some discussion questions this time. Thank you, friends. Especially Jen. Yeah. mostly Jen yeah (laughs) but still it's good
1: yeah uh so my first one is what conclusions are we meant to draw from the parallels between Axe and Elfangor huh (laughs) I
2: don't want to think about the worst parallel (laughs) uh well well,
0: well yeah you should say it um
2: I don't, I, don't well, take... <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't
0: want X to die. I want X to be dead. I th- love him. I think what I like is that I think the biggest big parallel is that them both of both of these brothers come to the understanding that sometimes you have to make your own way and also just like making family with humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is just like it doesn't make you less of who you are to not be with par- and like culture all the time. Mm-hmm. And that may not be the only way to do things. And I like that both of these brothers came to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Though I feel like Axe is going to keep having to come to this conclusion because serialized series for children.
2: Um, and also, like, he's a kid. It's, it's difficult sometimes for these lessons to stick in their brains. Which actually... I f- until they... Mm-hmm. Uh, until they do it like over and over
0: you know yeah but like i feel like this actually ties in quite nearly to uh a point jen offered up uh mm-hmm. p- paraphrasing about would we see this kind of questioning the military if axe were older um and i think just tying back to the parallels i obviously want to maybe expand more on jen's point is mm-hmm. that i think it would just be he would be more like elf Angle if he was older
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Even though we know that Alfanga wasn't Arith's when his whole shenanigans went down,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: do think he was obviously that little bit older already. Mm-hmm. And so, in a way, it's he also he had to deal with seeing the reality of things in a quicker, expedient way? I feel. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. whereas Axe is it's like happening on a longer timeline, so it's like. He's not hitting the learning curve at such a steep angle. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe yeah. it takes more time for him to yeah. gather things because, you know, when you're a kid, as as he was saying, when you're younger, things do take a little longer to sink in. But when you're older and have more of an attitude and more experience, you it's, I think it's easier to get to actually, you know what, fuck the man mm-hmm. because yeah. you've had more experience the of shit. the man.
1: It's <laughs> Yeah. Like, when we think about Alfangor, the reason why he chose to go to Earth instead of going home is he, first of all, doesn't trust the Andalites with the Time Matrix anymore because Mm -hmm. of what he saw with Aloran. And two, uh, he doesn't think that he would be accepted back because of what happened with Aloran. Um and so he is running away um in in a more literal sense than ax has ax had zero choice in the matter he's stuck on earth yeah um and even here in this book he doesn't get a choice as to whether he stays with the andalites or not not truly like he thinks he does at the beginning and he makes that choice at the beginning but in the end he still ends up back with the humans but I think uh, we see in both of them just the acceptance of humans as also their people. Mm-hmm. Like we saw with Elfangor that, you know, although he didn't miss being an Andalite all the time, he still definitely, like, his his heart ached for his home and not being able to go back and see his family. But also, yeah. he didn't want to leave at all um, until the Elemist was like, yeah, but the Yorks are going to win if you don't. <laughs> mm. um, and you it- know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's more than just Lauren, you know, like if it were just Lauren, that kept him there. I think things would have been a little bit different. I think he does Mm -hmm. really come to like earth and like humans.
0: There's something really, well, well, one thought briefly, just like really makes me want to get to know the parents of Axe and Mm -hmm. who had these wonderful (laughs) sons that kind of end up on similar paths and what kind of people they might be. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two, Mm-hmm. I really like the notion that with the whole thing about uh, Aristotle, their prince, the princes serve the people. And the whole thing about Andalites, is like they serve the people mm-hmm. about what it means to have your people or the people you consider, that those you consider your people expand mm-hmm. and what that means and just how that's such a indicative thing about what it means to be empathy and the way we, or the way governments, other, And I use the term "other" in the like the capitalized Mm sense—the other ring of enemies,
1: yeah—and
0: other nations. You don't see them as people; they are the other. Mm -hmm. But, But and the way of expanding who you view as people, for whatever means that happens and how that changes, and just like it's just a very succinct way of like showing just like military culture and war is how it's just like the expanding of seeing people as people and who you consider people yeah and just having that laid yeah. out so neatly with the way Adelites talk about their culture it's just it's very cool and good and clever i feel and narratively satisfying it, it is
2: a very good way of like really focusing on military culture without outright being like, hey, uh, the American military sucks. Uh, because if they had done that, I don't think Scholastic would have published these fucking books.
0: No.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's, I think it also hints at, and doesn't do it explicitly, but I think it definitely hints at, uh, like we know because we as human readers, uh, being very sympathetic to the Animorphs. We know that Elfangor didn't do the wrong thing by breaking the Law of Zero's Kindness. Mm. Um, And we know that Axe is not doing the wrong thing by giving them information and helping them.
2: um, Continuing to break the Law of Zero's Kindness. Right.
1: And it really makes you question as a reader, like, is this law? like?
0: Is that a good law? Like, I get like we are <laughs> we are interested in why the law is what it is and because of what caused it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's right. Like Yes. And um I just realized, like, to Jen's point about if Axe were older. I think it's because of who Axe is and his experiences, and I think that would be true if he were older. Mm-hmm. Um, he would relate to the probably relate to the Animorphs less and it might be harder for him Mm -hmm. to question the military, but we've seen like adult Animorphs like that T.O. Mm -hmm. Just being like, okay, actually I am starting to question things.
2: Yeah.
0: And we've had this with our own asshole Andalites for our side game on dumb kids. Mm -hmm. It might take longer to break out of the mentality but I think in some ways it's both easier and harder to do when you're older. There's probably a sweet spot in the middle <laughs> where it's going to be the easiest it could be, but I don't think it's ever going to be simple to disengage yeah. from yeah. something because mili- the military is so intrinsically part of angelite culture. Yeah, But also it's like I feel like it's like when you move out of your family's home when you've grown up in a very specific kind of mindset, but people are like – leave right-wing families or people that mm. leave the church and find very different ways of being. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it's... Uh, mm. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's all about finding the right people who can help yes. you get perspective on the worldview that you had.
1: Because yes. there are 100% humans that could have found acts that...
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Would have been very yeah, bad. Uh, Yeah. Um, and I uh, I think it uh, reflects... I think this question kind of... It makes me think of the sunk cost fallacy. Mm. Um, yeah. Because the... The reason that it would be more difficult if Axe were older, besides the fact that he's just... Well, it is related to the fact that he has spent longer being indoctrinated is the idea of well if this is wrong then i've been wrong my whole life
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: that's a hard thing to like confront confront and
0: face yeah absolutely
1: all right so the last discussion question we have here is also from jen uh and she asks how do you think it would have played out had the kids not gotten snapped back to earth I mean really Axe had his decision made for him in that regard if I recall correctly. Uh and first of all we have to lay some ground rules for this for this hypothetical AU. Mm-hmm. Uh we're we're assuming that if none of them disappeared along the way the ending would have gone smoother and Axe wouldn't be blown up with the continent. Like they they would have gotten to the end without the Yarks knowing. And then gotten out safely, and then the continent blew up. Mm. So if we make that assumption, because really what this question is asking is, what would they do after this? Yeah, like were, if they were how stuck would they have home. Yeah, if they were stuck here. Um, and I think that that's the the interesting part of that question.
2: I assume like the commander would have like taken
0: them home. <laughs>
2: That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's that is the optimistic part of me. Well, that commander yeah. looked
0: at those kids and were like, "I can use this." Yes. Um, yeah. I think for me, because Axe would have made that decision because really he made that before Tobias disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Axe has made his decision, regardless of the planet of the continent being blown. Mm-hmm. So for me. Personally, and maybe there's some fic out there, I don't know, but uh, the notion that uh, they're just like, oh, so they just steal the ship and fly back is yeah. – because I think they would. I think because they function when they're all together, they would have got a way home. Yes. And yeah, And done it quickly.
1: Yeah. I think, I think it is more likely that Gallowit would have let them go home, would have sent – them on like a small ship to get home because he has shown himself to be a good commander so far and the thought of we need to get back so that we can continue fighting the yurks on earth because if the yurks take mm. earth it's bad like if the yurks taking Liren, lyra is bad uh i think that he would be swayed by that decision where mm. many mm-hmm. other commanders might not have uh, yeah. I also think maybe they would
2: have gotten reinforcements on Earth a lot faster.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe. Because
2: if this if this guy knows who the Animorphs are,
1: like is in that circle, mm-hmm. that's important. Yes. Uh I think that. Well, part of the reason why they they don't reach Earth so fast is because. Uh, the the way that zero space is configured it would take them a very long time to get there and they can't they uh they can't uh, use offer up uh they can't have that many ships go to earth for so long a time when there are things like you know fights over like on Lyra that mm-hmm. they they can't afford thank god they can't afford <laughs> <laughs> to send all of those ships um, uh, because that it would leave their the other uh, fronts of the fight uh, very weak for a long period of time. yeah, and it's only after this battle on Lyra goes well that I think that starts to change. This book is extremely important in terms of the what. The- The greater, yeah, overarching plot of the Andalites getting to Earth.
2: So I just, I just had a thought as you were saying that because the statistical likelihood of the kids getting basically yanked into Z space Mm -hmm. after morphing is so low. That, that, uh, that's probably like a one in a Google chance. Mm-hmm. And with the fact that the fucking dude wakes up from that coma, like, immediately after they're snapped back. Yeah. Remember how I said there's an elemist fuckery of <laughs> Definitely think the elemist is, like, the reason that guy was in the right place to get put in a goddamn coma.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that put the kids in the right place at the right time. For their Z-space, like, their mass to be pushed into the right part of Z-space to
1: get yanked through by the gravity of an Andalite ship. Yeah. What happened was, uh, Elimist tricked Krayak by being like, hey, why don't we have a little, uh, game around this one Secret Service guy? Like, the Yerks will get a chance (laughs) to do their thing, uh, and we'll see what happens. uh it's it's very much, uh, well, it's, it's not very much. Um, that one chess move, I forget what I was watching where someone talked about that chess move. There's a really, really famous chess move um, where some dude sacrificed his queen to a pawn in order to get a checkmate down the line. And it was like wild like you don't sacrifice the queen not when you have other possible moves um i remember it was it was a discussion of the chess game in uh sherlock holmes a game of shadows Mm -hmm. uh the second the second robert downey jr one Mm -hmm. and the the youtuber like explained the whole thing i recommend watching the video it's very cool um but they discuss this particular chess move that it is so uh, it, it doesn't make any sense except uh, until the final move, right? Yeah, until it like
2: completely plays yes. out. and
1: I think that's what I'm trying to get at here is the element yeah. obviously isn't sacrificing a queen, although you could theorize that if the Yerks did get this person it would be it would be a huge advantage for the Yurks. Yeah. Um.
2: But I'm I'm still kind of like it's still entirely possible that Visor Three got because they were they weren't there for a span of time. It's still possible Visor Three got this dude.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It it is very possible. Um. I don't think that goes anywhere. If I remember. Correctly.
2: Yeah, that doesn't feel like a plot point that would have gotten, like, actually used. Yeah, because it would end everything very quickly. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm aware. Like, if 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 this were a different kind of book series. Yeah. Then that would have been a fucking plot point. But this is not that. This is, we had to write a book. Yep. Like, really fast. Yeah.
1: But. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about getting to these ending questions?
0: As in emotionally?
1: <laughs> <laughs> As in, do you feel like we have belabored these discussion points enough? Ah, yes, I feel that we have. <laughs> yes, I think. I think spiritually, I think we're, we're good physically, <laughs> emotionally. <laughs> All right, Izzy, what was your favorite part?
2: Fucking good. It has to be as sad as it is, it has to be the death ritual Mm -hmm. because I was just that and the, the Liren, Mm -hmm. like those two parts literally like got, gave me goosebumps and made me very emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, which also like, I'm going to say this. No, one's going to understand it until later. Fuck you, Danielle. (laughs) (laughs) Like, those two parts were just so good. Mm-hmm. I wish all the writing was like that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, they
1: can't all be winners.
2: <laughs> no, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> they, uh... They... it. What is it? It was spread across... 54 books spread across... No, more than 54, because you had the other stuff. So, like, 64 books spread across five years yeah yeah pretty good average pretty good bad average yep uh jade what was your favorite part
0: uh i also really loved that moment with the lyrens like it's the sun's going down bobbing at the top Mm -hmm. of the ocean that moment Mm -hmm. (sighs) that might it might be as simple as that to be honest Mm -hmm. though the um I really li- a couple of the acts visuals I really liked was the uh, running in the rain, mm-hmm. and um, just the visual of him sure of himself in a way that he hadn't been for the rest of the book in the bright hole, mm-hmm. talking to that yerk, uh, mm-hmm. the Hulk controller, just being like, "This is what it is," yeah, and doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? I think my
1: favorite part is the moment when Jake doesn't tell Axe not to call him Prince.
0: Mm.
1: It's such a good It's like blink and you'll miss it. But it's good shit. Uh, Did anything surprise you?
0: I mean the whole concept of so we're going to turn <laughs> into a tiny morph and then we're going to get pulled uh-uh. into a ship's gravitational pull while we're in zoo space. Kind of surprising.
2: Mm-hmm. The fact that um, the one commander Galliot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just like Galleot? yeah, yeah, fucking let's go! I yeah, you guys, you guys know what you're doing. I believe in your ability to do things based on what I know. Let's fucking go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good.
2: Like, that was really surprising, honestly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like Especially because everything, pretty much everything since Elfangor that we have seen of the Andalites has been bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! It's like you finally get a glimpse of the sort of integrity that Elfangor had. Hmm. Which was sorely needed, frankly. Uh mm-hmm. th- yeah. Yeah. to to help balance it out. Otherwise you're just like, oh these fucking guys again.
0: Uh did anything catch you on the reread, Danielle? Like, oh that's this book or oh, huh. I,
1: I didn't remember the tailblade fight on the
0: McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. Tailblade fight uh, on the McDonald's.
1: Um Yes.
2: How do you forget that part? There was a it, lot in that book. There there's a lot that goes on after that. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. They started off, they hit hard to start with, and it just kept going. Yeah. Uh,
1: I will say one of the things that didn't occur to me until years after I read it the first time um, is that the way that this book is written for a child, at least, mm. um, you don't necessarily make the connection that it's, it's just the fact that they were tiny, Mm. Not the fact that they were mosquitoes. Yeah. Uh because Tiny Me made the assumption, oh, mosquitoes are bad because they're very, they're they're smaller than the other bugs that they've morphed. And then years later I was like, no, hang on a fucking they second. They morph fleas
0: <laughs> And ants yeah. And termites Yeah, I just like that there was a, effectively like enough of their ass hanging out the window into Z space yes. to be affected by a gravitational pull. <laughs> and not be affected on the other side by the tiny amount
1: of mass left mm. on Earth. Incredible. Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> like, fucking science bullshit. It is. It's, I really like this science bullshit, though, because mm. it's consistent with the other stuff that they have said.
0: Yes. yes it exactly is internally consistent. consistent. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and so I like yeah, this science it, bullshit. It is... It is good
0: science bullshit in that regard.
1: <laughs> uh, anything that didn't make sense to you or that you didn't understand?
0: Uh, we called out the plot holes as we went, I we feel. Yeah. The so. fucking blood. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. but uh, other I think than it that, just
2: it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, we, we called it out as we went. I feel anything mm-hmm. that sh- f- fell off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right overall right. uh <laughs> thoughts on the book before we close out
0: it hurt me <laughs> it hurt me um i'm in pain incredibly strong I uh i wish the comedic bits weren't just one spot at the beginning or one spot at the end could yeah. have maybe done with a little breathing room in the middle mm-hmm. but uh love the characterization love the expanding on characterization we've seen previously like if somebody was to say to me hey jade what are essential animorphs reading this would definitely be right up there. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, after to actually do that, then at the end, we're we'll just like essential animorphs. So.
2: <laughs> the ones that really drive home the plot and the fucking. Characterization. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Characterizations. Mm-hmm. Everything else, fluff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Although, as Brian so aptly put it uh, when he was on for 14, uh filler episodes serve imper- important purposes yeah they when do. they're good
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. yes <laughs> when they are this is naruto
1: <laughs> when you're steven this universe and every filler episode is just perfect <laughs> because it
2: explores the other characters and yes. like fills out the world and actually does shit yes. instead of just like we're going to try to figure out what the fuck Kakashi's face looks like, <laughs> and that's a whole episode. That's it. That's the episode. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep.
0: No, I'm not mad about Naruto. Sure. Uh, <laughs> my friends, we have been at this for three and three-quarter hours. Yeah. You, you need
1: to be able to take a break before your next recording.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Izzy, mm-hmm.
1: thank you for being here. Yes. Uh, I loved being here. It is. It is great. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you?
2: I've been Izzy. I will continue to be Izzy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Deer. You can find my home podcast at Hope's HearthPod on Twitter. Um, you can also find, it's coming out in August. That's when we're putting out our first episode of Abbey Archives, which is a Redwall reread podcast in a similar vein two files except both people reading it read it as children the difference is one of us is christian and one of us isn't mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're gonna be looking at it through that lens mm-hmm. um i'm looking forward to it it's gonna cool. be good yes. it's gonna be fun we're currently reading moss flower mm-hmm. to start with we're starting off the first three books in order and then we're moving to publication order because that makes more sense mm-hmm.
1: yeah 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 so cool and look out for that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my co-host has been Jade. You can find them on the internet at Jade Oxford Rose. You can find their home podcast, Follow the Leader, at FTLcast on Twitter or at FTLcast.com. Uh, if you like uh, AUs and watching uh, similar cast of characters go through wildly different scenarios uh, and emotions and uh, <laughs> also just a lot of queer Uh, you'll enjoy follow the leader Um, please go listen to it you can also catch jade on the podcast that they and i both do dumb kids playing hero which we periodically flail about on this podcast Uh, it is an animorphs inspired actual play podcast that you can find on twitter at dkph pod
0: and my co-host has been danielle you can find them on various websites as actually on every website <laughs> that you could possibly imagine in perpetuity as Redtailhawk 90 the games that they write at redtownhawk90.itch.io i know i said Redtailhawk 90 at everything but uh, you know there are games <laughs> support my friend they are awesome uh and their home podcast where if you think that danielle they're good at invoking emotions in me if you'd like to see them do it as a fictional character, check out the room where it happened. There is a glut of delight there. We're just waiting for you all very would we'll Go in, find some good stories, fall in love, have emotions, get mad. It's great. Oh, and um, I know it's not normally how we do things, but throughout the summer alternate Saturdays on the Standing Stones Twitch, that's Standing Stones Prod, if you're a fan of Pathfinder or just like good stories, please come and check us out. We're working our way through a mini campaign, GM'd by Zachary Ferguson of Follow the Leader Fame, and it's good fun. Uh, we kick off six PM alternate Saturdays. Um, I was just going to give it's on our Twitch. There's the information for it. Come along, check us out, enjoy a good story. Yeah, it and will, that's going to be running till the end of August, so it's yeah. around for a while.
1: It will definitely be still going on by the time this goes out. Um, I believe the VODs are going to be on the YouTube, right? Yes, be, VODs yes. are
0: both on the Twitch and on the YouTube.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the time of this, you can probably catch at least some of the VODs on Twitch still. Um, yeah. I forget how long Twitch keeps them, but. 30, I think it's yeah. 60 30 days or 60 days? One or the other? Yeah, if it's 30 days, it should still be there. If it's 60 days, it's definitely there. Um, go yeah. check it out. It'll be really good. Uh, all right, friends. Why don't we do a clap?
0: Let's do a heckin' clap. Uh, 35? 35. Sure.